Benji Kikanovic needs to start. He just is such a good presence. He carries the ball forward. He attacks players one-on-one, two-on-one. He'll go in behind. He'll be physical and winning. He'll check. He'll play defense. He'll do all of it. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. This summit has been created by the people for the people. No more sitting in the This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquake related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Welcome back to the Aftershock. Let's talk some news. First off, we have Calvo going to the World Cup. That's great for him. Obviously, Marcos Lopez is missing out on it as his team, Peru, had lost to Australia on penalties. But at least one of the Earthquakes will be going to the World Cup. Speaking of representing national teams, oh, these boys in blue. Cade Cal and Nico Jakaris were stars for the U20 national team. Cade Cal, Nico Jakaris, we absolutely love you. Sincerely, San Jose, and now the rest of the United States. If you want to know more about game-specific highlights, you can check out The Aftershock. It's on YouTube at Aftershock SJ, pretty much what you're watching on now, if you're not listening on Spotify, or you can go to Instagram or TikTok. Let's start with the negatives. Whew, this is this is probably the worst game of the season, uh, at least under Calvo, Covello, jeez. It was a rough one. The first half was all right. The second half, we really started to fall apart, and that's where we started to see some cracks in the team. I think a big part of this struggle was the dynamic duo, Jabo and Montero. I don't think they had great games. I think it was probably their worst games of the season. It just wasn't going for them. Shots were going over. Passes weren't connecting. They just, nothing was going right for them. They had a few plays here or there, but really, they've been carrying the offensive load for us, and the fact that they weren't able to carry it today really showed, and then it really backfired on us as we weren't able to have an option going forward. Yule forced into these deeper positions is not good for him. I think Yule is more of an attacking mid or a high center mid. When he gets stuck into the back line or he has to create from deep, it's just not effective. He just ends up going long and it's not a great pass. I think if you watch some of the other plays and some of the earlier games when he's higher up in the pitch and you have Romady covering for him, it's been a lot more effective. But I think because he has to go to that deeper role, he's just not as good with that much pressure in front of him. It's better when he has more... Uh, security behind him and he's able to create. Hudson is a serious drop off from Romady. It just, defensively I think he's great, I think he puts great pressure on, but just offensively Romady gives us that guy who can get the ball, carry it forward, win some fouls, or just relieve pressure for Montero and Yule to go further and create higher up the pitch. Hudson just can't give it to us and I think he's better as a sub or if we just need a bit of defense, but I think there's definitely a drop off with having Hudson in over Romady. This mids into the back line strategy just is not working where we have them drop in between the center back and full back. It just isn't for our team. We get outnumbered in the midfield. We're not able to play anyone forward because they just stay across the back line. And the long balls just aren't working. We really need to play through the middle more. Use Montero, use Jabo, use the creativeness that they've been having and look to play through. And that leads me to my next point. We need ball carriers. The only one I saw it do it this game was Benji. I mean, we saw Espinosa do it, but he was kind of wide open and it was just down the line. I need players that have the ball, especially in the midfield. This is what Mady's good at. This is what Yule's better at higher up the pitch. Get the ball and they're willing to drive with it. I think that's really effective for us. Benji gets the ball out wide and he's willing to attack players one-on-one -on -one and drive with the ball. You can't just pass. You have to move forward, push the back line back a bit. If they don't, then there's space to play Espinosa in behind. If you do push them back, then they start to press you. Then your wingers can then check. And now we're at five, 10 yards up the pitch and you just keep doing that. And eventually we're in front of goal. So you need someone that can drive the ball. You need to take the chances and move forward. 
And then there's Christian Espinosa. It was better. I think the reason it was better in the first 20 minutes is because we were looking to feed him on every single play. It looked like we were trying to get him hot early on. And I think that's what led to that one play where he went down the byline, played it negative to Jabo, and Jabo sent it to the moon. But I just, I, I need to see more from him. And he's not working as hard anymore on defense. I just don't know what's happening. Maybe he just set such a high standard in those seasons where he was popping off. And now we're just looking at it and we're just not impressed at all. But I need him not just to receive the ball out wide and then do nothing with it. I liked when he got the ball and he went in behind the line and then he played a negative ball to Jabo. But it was so much work to get that and we can't just go through him. We need him to go attack more head on. We need him to go at players and it needs to be more than one dimensional play from him. Now for the positives. The first one has to be Benji needs to start. I think I've been saying it for a while, he's been on the cusp, but I think today he earned a starting spot. Even when Cade Cal comes back, I say put Espinosa on the bench. I think Benji is a presence. His size really scares defenders. I think his speed, his physicality helps. I think he's willing to get the ball and he's willing to run at defenders. He's willing to check. He's willing to run in behind. He's willing to play a bit of defense. He's great for headers. He's great for defensive headers. Again, great presence. I think Benji absolutely earned a starting spot. I loved his play. And then we can move him to striker if Jabo's not playing there. If we want to go to a 4-4-2, whatever it is, I think Benji absolutely needs to be starting. He's absolutely earned it. And I feel like same story last season where he got a couple plays here or there. But then when we started starting him, I think he was the only one scoring for three to seven-ish games or at least assisting or being a part of it. I think Benji absolutely needs to start. Great game from Benji Kikanovic. Next one. Jackson Newell, I thought he was great when he was in the attacking position. He was playing great through balls. He was moving, he was pressing, he was winning ball. As soon as he got into that deeper position though, it was really struggling. So Jackson Newell was good for moments and it's great to see him back. But I think we just need to use him more correctly and have him higher up the pitch. I think when him and Montero are further up, I think it's great for everyone. Again, Christian early on was great, but I need to see more further on. And then I think Paul Marie had another great game. And by great, I just mean really solid and just consistent. Don't have any real complaints I can think of with Paul Marie. He got beat one time pretty bad, but Tanner Beeson was able to cover, went out for a corner. But you know, that happens game to game, and I like what I'm seeing from Paul Marie. It's been consistent. Let's keep it up. Now for the unsung moment of the game. This has to go to Jackson Yule for me. It's when he played like a no-look through ball to Montero. Montero gets the ball, and then he tried dancing around the keeper, and the keeper grabbed it. I don't remember exactly what minute that is, but if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. The reason that this is my unsung moment of the game is because it shows how good Jackson Yule is. And it's when he's further up the pitch, like an attacking mid-roll, when he has the defense behind him that can cover him. If he messes up, he doesn't have as much pressure in front of him. It's just got to slide through one or two passes. It doesn't have to play a long ball that's going to go too far. He's creative. He's good. And then he can win the ball back up there. I think he's better at that than trying to win it back as center back. Yikes. <laughs> but... I think the unsung moment of the match has to go to Jackson Yule for that pass and showing he's good in the attacking third. Now for the unsung player of the match. You probably already know who it is who I'm talking because I've been talking about it so much. Benji Kikanovic needs to start. He just is such a good presence. He carries the ball forward. He attacks players one-on-one, two-on-one. He'll go in behind. He'll be physical and winning. He'll check. He'll play defense. He'll do all of it. He needs to be starting. Not only does... I was going to say he needs to come on as a sub more often. He needs to be starting. Benji Kikanovic is the unsung player and hero of the match for me, absolutely. Now, for fan questions. The first one comes from Abram10 asking, should Buddha be starting? I saw a lot of people saying this, and I just, I don't think so. I think a substitution appearance here or there, he didn't impress in this last game. He's impressed me in the other games, but this game didn't. It showed to me that he's still young, he's still raw. I don't want to say one-dimensional, but he has his tendencies and what he likes to do and driving at defenders, which I like, and it's everything I've been saying that we need to do. But I just don't think he has the raw skill yet. I think a lot of it is athleticism. 
And I think he needs time to develop it. I think he's a, I think he's going to be a star. I think he has a lot of promising talent. And I think he should be a consistent sub, 60, 70th minute, coming on the wing. But no, I don't think he should be starting yet. I don't think he's earned that quite yet. And when he does start, I don't think his defense is as impactful. And I think if he did get him starting time, I just I don't see him as a defensive-minded winger. So I think he's a great substitution, just not quite a starter yet for me, but the kid's going to be a star. The next question comes from, it's a football life for me, asking, do we need to replace Cavello? <sighs> it's too early on. Uh, this was a, definitely a negative game, showing that we kind of have one, one, two tactics. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that the rotation's been rough. I think he's been doing a good job of rotation. I like that no one's an untouchable. I like... The spark, maybe that honeymoon period's kind of over. I think we need to look further into the season. I don't think he was supposed to be the answer. I think uh, the front office and him would agree. I, I think maybe they'd kind of want the job if they did it, who wouldn't, right? But I think they wouldn't be totally offended if they didn't end up doing well and then they got sent back down to the academy. Obviously, it'd be a bit of a bummer going from the majors to the minors, right? But if he plays good and then he gets sent down, I can see why that's a bad relationship. But it is an interim coach. He is supposed to just be here until we find a coach. And we said we were going to take our time. So I don't say it's time to replace him. Give him I say just give him the season. Just give him the season. Uh, as much as I don't want to call it a throwaway season, it should just be a development season and just try to get as many points as we can and not look at it like that. I think the boys should play for playoffs still. But I think as fans, we should realize it's really a development season and really moving for tactics going further on. So it's, we'll probably need to replace him, but we need that MLS veteran, someone that's proven uh, big name coach.